0: Welcome back to another episode of Kicking It with Chris. Today, I'm joined by my friend Nathan Hahn, a D1 tennis player at the University of Oklahoma. He's currently studying psychology and pre-med. Welcome, Nathan. It's great to have you.
1: Hey, Chris. Thanks for having me on. I'm uh, looking forward to it.
0: Absolutely. Nathan, let's dive straight in. How's everything going so far at OU with classes, tennis? What year are you in?
1: Um. Well... I'm currently a junior. Um, Yeah, I mean, just about this semester, I think, I don't know if it could have gone any better. (laughs) Uh, Things have been really busy, but um, things have been going well in the classroom and on the court, and um, I'm really enjoying everything. So uh, yeah, I'm very grateful.
0: Great to hear. And how's it been like balancing tennis and academics? You know, Obviously, you're super into tennis, um, both with OU and outside of OU, if if I know correctly. So how's that like balancing?
1: um well it's definitely difficult um starting the pre-med classes are pretty you know time intensive uh but when you enjoy like i really enjoy the material that i study and i really enjoy playing tennis so the time kind of passes quick sometimes it can get stressful or pretty physically and mentally demanding but um for the most part i just try to enjoy it and i know that um <laughs> well, no matter what happens nothing's like the end of the world if I don't do well in one of the two so um I just try to take it day by day and yeah
0: yeah great mentality to have and and one of the questions I had is are you planning on becoming a doctor
1: uh yeah that's that's the plan uh, hopefully hopefully I pass all the classes and get a good enough GPA to get accepted somewhere um but yeah that that, that as of now that's the plan
0: Right, definitely a, a difficult journey. What kind of motivated you to, to go down that path or, or become um, involved in the medical world?
1: Well, it's a, it's kind of a strange story. So my dad is a doctor um, and he he's a surgeon and so it's pretty stressful for him. Um, and so he used to come home pretty stressed a lot. And uh, gr- growing up, I saw that and I was like, oh yeah, I definitely don't want to be a doctor. And also growing up, I was very much just into tennis. I didn't really care about school. Um, and so coming into OU, I was pretty much just set on, you know, going pro uh, in tennis. And, you know, I, I would try to get good grades in school, but it wasn't really my primary focus. But uh, towards the end of my freshman year, I had kind of an interesting dilemma. Like it wasn't a dilemma. Like I just didn't really like my classes. Uh, but I did like all my science classes uh, for some reason, like biology and psychology are my favorite, favorite ones. And so I was kind of like, maybe I can think about pre-med, but like probably not still. And then during that summer, um, I'm, a, I'm a Christian. And so I, uh, you know, the purpose for why I do things really at the end of the day is to glorify God and to uh, live out his purpose for me. And um, I was praying a lot and I was kind of seeking, I was having some trouble with my tennis and wasn't really, set on what I wanted to do with my life. And for some reason, uh, I just really felt that God was pulling me towards the field of medicine. And um, the more I dive into it, the more I feel at rest my decision in uh, trying to pursue that. So yeah, it was pretty much just God directing me. There. Yeah,
0: no, super inspiring to hear. I mean, it's kind of the opposite with me. It's interesting. You mentioned that because I went, you know, 11 years of my life um, in education. I was like, okay, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a doctor. Um, and then I kind of explored these finance economics classes and, and was like, whoa, I'm kind of interested in business. I want to, I want to do entrepreneurship and stuff like that. So yeah, um, completely the opposite for me, but definitely very cool to hear. Um talking a little bit about OU and tennis so far, are you playing singles or doubles and and what's the season been like so far?
1: Well, I uh, so far well, it's kind of changed year to year for me. Um my freshman year, I was starting uh playing like line 4 on the singles lineup and I was playing one in the doubles uh for basically the whole year and then my sophomore year, uh, I actually wasn't in the singles lineup and I just played three doubles basically. I mean, I played you know maybe a third of the singles matches but i wasn't like a set starter and um but i played every doubles match and then this year you know i don't know what the spring is like or what's to come i have a lot of great teammates so i'm not exactly sure where i'll be in the lineup but uh, i've had a personally a good fall um i qualified for the end of the year fall nationals which was uh, a very big blessing and um i was able to have some good success on the court so i think i set myself up pretty well but um but yeah i'm just i just hope i can do the best i can for the team uh, as far as tennis at OU, it's truly, I mean, very spoiled. Uh, OU has a very good athletic department, and we have awesome facilities, and I have great coaches, I have great teammates. Um, I can't really, yeah, I mean, all I can say is thank you to God. And um, it's de- <laughs> its definitely more than I feel like I deserve, but it, it's truly incredible to be an athlete at OU. Um, so I, I like to try to cherish every moment, I get.
0: That's awesome to hear. Congratulations, by the way. And it sounds like you're really, really enjoying, you know, being an athlete um, and being a Sooner um, combined. It seems like you're really, really enjoying both of those. Talking a little bit about tennis um, outside of OU too. Are you competing in tournaments um, outside of, uh, you know, college tennis right now?
1: Yeah, I mean, during the season, it's pretty tough. Uh, you're busy with class. Um, but in the summers and during the winter break, I mean, tennis, like you're a tennis player. I mean, you don't really have an off season. Um, you can't just take breaks or else you you can't make a forehand in the court after three weeks. So uh, you got to keep playing. You got to keep getting your matches because all the other competition, they're always competing uh, outside of college tennis as well. So I'll probably play one event in the winter unattached from OU. And then in the summers, uh, I plan to play like a full circuit basically.
0: Right. And as far as training goes, are you still doing training, you know, just with OU? Or are you also doing like personal and private lessons outside of that?
1: You know, you pretty much, I mean, it depends who you are, but I pretty much just stick with what the coaches have for us. I mean, you know, they they definitely load our plates. <laughs> like <laughs> you usually aren't asking for too much more. Uh, they work you pretty hard, but there are occasions where I feel like maybe I want to work a little extra 30 minutes. Um, the coaches are limited to 20 hours a week with you on the court uh, because of NCAA rules. So uh, if I feel like I need to brush up on something, I might spend an extra hour or two on that on my own. But definitely no like private lessons really outside of uh, my school, um, pretty much just the team and my coaches here. And then uh, if I have stuff on my own that I want to work on, I do that sometimes.
0: Gotcha. And would you say that the change from, you know, going from like youth, like USTA level tournaments to collegiate level, um, do you think there's a, there's a change in the training style and training regimen?
1: Yeah, uh, definitely. I would say when you're a kid, I mean, you pretty much have control over everything. Um, I'd say the biggest difference is when you're playing on a team, um, meaning it's not just about you and second um in college it's more like you know you're you're getting paid by the university you're not paying the coach and so yeah I mean the training isn't like always exactly what you want to do like sometimes you have to do things that are better for your teammates um and it's definitely more intense because you know and like in high school, you feel like maybe you can slack off a little bit in practice or kind of disengage because you're, you might be immature. Um, but in college, you know, it's the college coach's like job on the line. I mean, he's got to make the most out of every hour he gets on the court with you. And so the practices are definitely very intense and, um, which is a great thing. I mean, I think it's been really good for me, um, but it's definitely a step above and you're playing against men and you're training to play against men. So it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely different.
0: Yeah, no, that's very interesting. You mentioned that, um, just kind of resonating on the on the high school tennis note. You know, I, I used to play high school tennis. And I mean, just hearing your stories and other tennis players' stories, I can tell it's so much different. Um, you know, practices were kind of mandatory or sorry, optional um for yeah. me. Sense, um, where it was like, you know, if I had an exam or, or too too much work, you know, I could relax and just um, kind of wait till the spring season to to go for state and regionals and all these all these big tournaments. Um, but sure. at the collegiate level, it's definitely such a big commitment. You know, like you said, jobs are on the line and people really have a drive and motivation. Um, whereas high school tennis, is, it's uh, it's all about fun and, and motivation and just being there with your peers. Which I think there's also an element too of, at the collegiate level. Um, I'm sure you've made. Yeah,
1: for sure. I, I mean, just- it's not like the coaches in college are like these like cold-hearted like. Like all oh, they care about. No, it's it's not like that. But it, it's there's definitely a a more intense aspect to it. I mean, they still keep it fun. If you need time off, um, if you have a ton of exams and you're just really struggling in certain areas, like at least my coaches here, they're very understanding and they're um, want to support you in all the different ways. But there's definitely no slacking in practice, like. It's not like if you don't want to show up, you don't get to just not show up. Like you you better be there.
0: (laughs) Right. Absolutely. No, that's great to hear. So I just want to dive into kind of how you got into tennis, um, which academies you've trained at, and just some influential people who have really pushed you throughout this journey.
1: Oh, geez, man. (laughs) I got into you on the spot right now. Yeah. It's not a very good uh it's not a very good story, man. Um there was this Japanese cartoon called Prince of Tennis oh god oh um, you god know, you, get a, <laughs> you get a chance you should you know go look it up and watch a few episodes um it's a great great show but anyway I was watching this when I was like six or seven maybe younger like five and I was like man that's so cool like I want to be like the guys in the show and so my dad being a college tennis player always had rackets and balls laying around the house and so i pick up a racket and I would hit against the wall, uh, like a garage wall, and I would hit like hundreds and hundreds of balls um, like all day long <laughs> against the wall. And so that's kind of how I started. And then eventually my parents put me into lessons and um, we all we were very lucky to have Tucker Tennis Academy right next door. And so I started taking lessons there. Um, as far as influential people in my life, I mean, I have had probably the best role models. Like, um, like, it's crazy, really, when I look back. Uh, my dad, obviously, is a big influence. He was a college tennis player, and he's um, also doctor. I mean, just generally a hardworking, um, ambitious guy, and so he was always pushing me. Uh, my mom, also a little bit more quiet. If you, if you were to meet her, she's this, like, you know, nice, like, Japanese lady, but, you know, behind closed doors, she's, like, pretty intense, and um, <laughs> she's definitely on me um, or used to be on me more when I was in, uh, like, middle school, elementary. And then I've had some great coaches, uh, Trent Tucker and Jim Shaughnessy. Uh, I also had some role models in uh, a guy named Zeke Clark that you probably know. Uh used to play at Illinois, currently on tour, a guy named William Jennison, um, Kenneth Boykin, all, all these older, older guys in my life that I was able to try to emulate and uh, train with at my academy. And so all these different people kind of showed me the ropes. And um, yeah, they kind of made it impossible for me to fail really <laughs>
0: No, that's awesome to hear. And it sounds like, you know, all your parents' efforts and just your coaches' efforts have really paid off, put you in a good position, um, and really instilled, like, hard work and dedication in you to a point where, you know, you're really thriving at OU. Now, Nathan, you've had, you know, so many memories associated with tennis. You've been playing for a long time. If you want to dive into kind of one of your favorite memories or a funny memory that you have associated with tennis, (laughs) whether it's, you know, just playing doubles or mini tennis with some friends or uh, a state-level match where, you know, you're grinding it out.
1: Ah oh, man, that's tough to say. Uh you want like a few different ones or like one that just stands out?
0: I mean, go for it. As many as you want to share. It's all up to you.
1: Um, I would say one of my favorite memories. I mean, as far as like achievements go, um probably winning. I, I won the 14 and under national. Uh, national championships when when i was 14.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> and, uh, they, i mean that's just like a moment that just stays with me you know um my childhood coach was there and we started working towards that gold ball when since i was like nine or ten when i dropped out of school <laughs> just to play tennis and so that was it's just kind of like a culmination of like four or five years of just working my like coach there it was just really special to uh share with him but Um, I mean, to be honest though, to me, like tennis is much more than those like accolades and achievements and stuff. I mean, obviously those are great moments to cherish, but my personal favorite memories are just like, I I had a really good buddy of mine. Um, really one of my best friends, uh, his name is Pierce Rollins. Uh, he plays tennis at Texas A&M and we used to just battle like every single day together growing up. And those are just really fun memories, just playing sets with him, getting pissed at him. He'd, you know, make, maybe make a bad line call. I might make a bad line call. Things get a little heated here and there. We're always like competing. Um, but we'd always just, you know, go over to his house or my house after and just hang out like we're brothers. Um, and we still have that bond. Like even when we practice now, we can still like compete so hard and it's always, um, it's always a lot of fun with him. So he just as a person, um, has been one of my favorite memories, (laughs) uh, in my career. And then shoot, man, I don't want to just ramble on, but there's a bunch of other stuff just, I mean, in college playing with your teammates and some special matches there. And, um, tennis has really brought me a lot of great, great memories and uh, moments to be grateful for.
0: Yeah. And it seems like you've, you know, made a lot of friendships that you really cherish. So that's also great to hear, um, I'm really enjoying hearing your perspective about tennis so far and everything. But kind of diving away from tennis, you know what? What do you like to do outside of tennis? What activities/slash hobbies are you kind of involved in um, at OU? And also a little bit about just like schooling. You know, you did online school, right? If I if I remember correctly, um, for a long time. So so what was the transition like going from online school to the University of Oklahoma in-person in person classes and everything?
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, let's see there's a lot in there. Um, I guess I'll start with the transition. Um, yeah, online school, you know, socially probably wasn't the best environment. Um, <laughs> yeah. Luckily, I had some like minded uh, tennis nerds that I got to grow up with. But yeah, I mean, I was pretty, I was a little bit, you know, nervous coming in. Because I was like, man, I haven't like sat in a classroom and who knows how many years and Um, I don't know if I'll be able to group up, you know, I haven't been around people that like don't play tennis in so long, like, you know, we'll see how that goes. But really, it's been, I mean, pretty smooth. I I got here and uh, I got lucky because it was COVID. And so classes were online again. And so I was like, oh, nice, like just more online school. Um, I know how to do that. And so my freshman year, as far as academics went, was uh, not really too different. Um, But then, uh, yeah, OU hobbies. Let me think. I like to play instruments. I can play a few different ones, very poorly, but I really like playing them.
0: He's multi-talented, uh, guys. He's multi.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't say it's a talent; it's purely a hobby. Like, uh, uh, I can't do like like podcasting is a hobby for you, and you're like great at it. Obviously, like this is just something I just mess around with and try not to hurt other people's ears with. Well, um,
0: I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> uh,
1: I like to. I like to read. Um, I enjoy just spending time with friends. Um, just literally grabbing a bite to eat or a coffee. I mean, I really enjoy just just talking with them and um, spending time with people. Um, organizations at OU that I'm a part of. Um, I'm on the lead team at the. At FCA, which stands for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, um, we meet every Thursday nights, and that's that's an awesome awesome organization that I'm happy to be a part of. Uh, I'm all, I'm also on our SAC, which I'm not really like too sure what it stands for. I think it's like Student Athlete Council or something like that. I, I don't even know, but like one person from each team has to be on it, and so I I just happen to be that person. Uh, so, uh, i would say that's really a hobby i mean it's great there's some really great people that i've met through it but it's not like um yeah it's not like i'm doing it for fun i guess <laughs> but yeah
0: right definitely you that know a lot of organizations at at ou and also it just feel like ou is a very big school socially um mm-hmm. you know, here at michigan i mean moving from from tulsa um, yeah I mean, pretty big high school in Tulsa. Booker T. Washington was, was I think, 1,200, 1,300 kids total. Um, but obviously, Michigan's in the, what, 38,000 undergrads? Oh, my and gosh, yeah, big, it's unbelievable. unbelievable. Um, crazy, crazy game days and everything. How's it been like socially, um,
1: just, you know, meeting new
0: friends on campus and, and enjoying the, the scenery and life at OU?
1: Yeah, I'd say, you know, one thing that really surprised me was in high school, especially as an American, I feel like, college is hyped up to be this like wow it's the best four years of your life like you're going to meet so many people and like friends for life and and not saying that those things can't be true um I very much enjoyed my time here and this has been some of the best years of my life so far um you know I'd hope you know I don't peak at 23 for the rest of my life but um, (laughs) socially like i was surprised at how difficult it was to make friends i mean part of it was that no one was able to be within six feet of me my freshman year very much um it must have
0: been difficult yeah
1: <laughs> yeah but, it, but like even now i, I feel like freshman freshmen incoming i talk to them they're like man it's tough like people in class it's not like you're just introducing yourselves to ev- every single person unless you're you know it's just so outgoing and um you're really busy with school and um and so socially it was like a bit of a challenge. Um I I think just meeting new people, like I really had to put myself out there and put like make a concentrated effort. Like I didn't have like difficulties with it, but I would say it, it's not something that just happened and like was just spontaneous all the time. Uh like I thought maybe it was going to be like a lot of high schoolers feel like. Um obviously I was plugged into the tennis team very quickly. Um, and I spent almost every single day with them my freshman year. And so I had a really tight social circle in the team, which I am very grateful for. Um, But then as I, now I'm a junior, I just know way more athletes um, that go to OU. I mean, through these organizations and you go to sporting events, you know. um, And I like to say, like, I, I definitely put myself out there a lot. And I'm, you know, I try to be, friendly um sometimes i might be kind of cold but uh, i try my best to make connections and um the people here are very nice and so it's pretty easy to make friends with them um and so i've been blessed with a you know uh social circle filled with good people i i think in my opinion
0: right that's crazy you know a lot of my a lot of my high school friends ended up going to ou but i didn't even think about that you know you're 2 years older than me so when I was a junior in high school, you were a freshman in college, and that was when yeah. the whole COVID pandemic really took off. So you're seeing, um, what, still kind of online classes still, and, like, you're seeing yeah. what, one-fourth of a face um, because yeah. of masks and everything. <laughs> you no know, obvious safety precautions, you know, being, being uh, sons of medical professionals, you know, taking care of the world and just being precautionary. <laughs> It's uh, it's hard to make friends when when you can't really talk or see them. Um, so, yeah, yeah, no I completely doubt. Completely understand and, and resonate with that point. I was just fortunate, you know, still in high school, so still had some good friends to hang on to. Um, but yeah, a lot of my a lot of my friends went to OU. They're having an absolute blast. You that's know, good. coming back to tennis, to I wanted to ask you a, a question that's been bugging me i've haven't had the the good fortune of being able to play you in a match yet hopefully soon sometime soon Um, (laughs) i wanted to to ask you know what is your play style like and is there a player that you really resonate with or or like to mimic or really really like to watch
1: oh geez yeah um you can
0: say me by the way
1: no i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean hopefully yeah, Hopefully, I can stay uh, clear of you on the court. I don't want to get chopped, you know. By you better to, be
0: careful. I gotta, I yeah. gotta
1: <laughs> um, I don't know what those practices were like at Booker T, but uh, anyway, man, brutal,
0: yeah. brutal hitting session. <laughs> be careful. Of the one singles of uh Booker T Washington. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Let's go, baby. Oh, man. Um, yeah, play style. Uh, I mean, it kind of depends on the day. I mean. I'm five, ten. you know, if I'm talking to a girl, I might be five, 11, 16. Like, <laughs> depends, right. depends on who I'm talking to, but yeah, I mean, I'm not like massive, so I'm not coming out and just like dropping bomb serves left and right and just like hitting winners. Um, but yeah, I kind of have to rely a little bit on my speed and, uh, I try to make a lot of balls. I try to, uh, mentally be engaged every point and bring a lot of energy and uh i try to compete really hard each point and not give free points away because I, I just don't think you know at my height and i'm also not like you know like born an olympian or anything so i don't have that like massive talent level so i kind of have to make up for it and hustle and fighting and um but that being said i like to come forward um when i can i try to play aggressive if the ball's short um I just try to kind of play within myself I I guess you know if you were to come watch me you wouldn't be like wow this guy blasts the ball but I'm not like at the fence just like moonballing the ball either (laughs) I'm kind of you know playing the whole court and depends on who I'm playing with a little bit um so yeah I guess I guess I would say an all-quarter but I'm not really like Roger Federer I'm like you know it it just looks so easy (laughs) sometimes I'm running a lot
0: (laughs) definitely a, a sad moment when he retired you know I had a Nico, hang on for the last episode. We talked about yeah. Roger's retirement, and that was uh That was a devastating moment. Was was he an idol to you as well? And who's your kind of favorite player on tour right now?
1: Man, um, it's this is not going to be very popular. I don't think. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I love Roger. Uh, he's great. But uh, when I started kind of getting into watching tennis, he was kind of you know on his tail end of his prime slash out of his prime, and so I, I don't that's one of my biggest regrets I don't think I'll ever be able to appreciate his genius like when he was at his best um growing up my idol honestly was Novak Djokovic I wanted to play like him um I know a lot of people you know are big fans oh man, of his, oh, man. you're about to get hit guy. on the
0: podcast <laughs>
1: <laughs> um you know he was my guy so I tried to model all my strokes after him and um yeah he was always on my TV. Uh, and he was like, you know, at the time when I was watching, which was probably like 2014, 2015, he was playing incredible. So he's like always beating Fed. And so I was like, this is this is the guy I want to play like. Um and so not not that Roger sounds like a bandwagon. No, I'm yeah, kidding. I'm I know, kidding. I know, <laughs> I know. But
0: <laughs> well, let me guess you like the Warriors too. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah, that that's me. Um <laughs> but yeah, probably Djokovic growing up was probably my favorite tennis player maybe not so much anymore but i still really like him to be honest um but fed yeah i mean you always look to him to i mean he's he's the guy like when people shoot basketballs or like you know a paper ball into the trash can and say like kobe like he like that's fed's that guy for tennis you know you hit a you hit a shot and you say oh that's roger it's like roger you know
0: absolutely (laughs) i think uh (laughs) he just defined class you know he's a he's just a great guy um i never got to meet him sadly
1: um yeah
0: still got a while maybe he'll come on the podcast next
1: time. <laughs> yeah but that would be that yeah, would be maybe. a cool guest that would be that'd be pretty special man yeah you no, just, but you, you get to leave absolutely. my episode quick
0: yeah <laughs> no, no of course not um no Novak's great too i mean he's he's solid so many accolades i mean what 21 grand slams he's really making an impact in tennis and really inspiring, you know, young people like me and you as well. So no, definitely a a good role model and good favorite player to have. Thank you so much for, for joining me on, on Kicking It With Chris, Nathan. It's been an absolute pleasure having you and just chatting it up with a friend.
1: Yeah, for sure. This was, uh, yeah, I hope it was okay. I know I rambled a little bit sometimes, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. Thank you for having me.
0: No, absolutely. This was wonderful. Well, that's a wrap. See you next time on kicking it with Krish. Stay tuned.